Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 20. Where do you go to find out more about distilleries? This episode builds on last week's episode to try and give you some sources of inspiration so you can safely make that decision to buy some gin and help out our distilleries. Coming on to a small gin September, obviously the brainchild of Vanessa at Nessie J 91 We've had Anfield Gin, The Wandering Bartender, Lava Spirits, Massingbird Monday and finally Viper Gin. I'm so glad that Vanessa decided to do that fifth week. Viper Gin, I have to say, was a really, really good week. I really enjoyed the cocktail creation competition and I have to say today I received my runner-up prize. Uh, Today is Thursday, so thank you very much to Viper Gin. And also congratulations to Carol at Grandma's Gin Parlour and Kerry at Glass Gin Packet of, underscore Packet of Seeds for their win of the competition. And now I come on to another thing that's sort of happening at the moment. At Gin Meets underscore Girl got in contact with me. She was obviously my Instagram shout out a few weeks ago for an interesting new challenge that she set nipple in a tipple she works in the nhs breast department and this is a fantastic chance for the instagram community to raise awareness for breast cancer remember an early diagnosis saves lives and october if you didn't know already i'm sure you've seen lots of posts about it but october is breast cancer month and the key thing here is a monthly breast check So the challenge runs throughout October. Come up with a booby-inspired drinks or cocktail. Nothing's off limits. So whether it's a G&T with a cherry on top or to to quote Bev from At Gin Meets Girl, a fancy pants cocktail, please, please spread the word about breast awareness and monthly checks and post to hashtag nipple in a tipple. Bev has also set up a Just Giving page for Copperfield people and essentially they're all about breast awareness and monthly checks and making sure that, you know, those kind of things are happening and there's awareness. So please give them a look up too. That's Copper, C-O-P-P-A, feel people, all one word. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes as well. And please have a look at Bev's at gin underscore meets underscore girl profile and share the hashtag nipple in a tipple post onto the weekly gin recommendation and this week i'm pleased to announce it's lava spirits coffee orange gin and i have to say this is my favorite of the two that laura produces i think the main reason is because laura successfully managed how i don't know well i do know because i talked to her about it you know it took 18 months to be honest i'm not i would have been not surprised if she'd said it took 18 years but to to harness juniper and coffee which is obviously her first gin together is pretty hard but to add orange in the mix as well absolutely amazing 
Anyway, the nose of the gin is unmistakably orange with kind of coffee undertones. And when Laura's on the podcast in episode 11, she explained how important it is to get the roasting of the coffee right. And I have to say she's hit the perfect sweet spot. The coffee taste is not bitter. It's kind of naturally sweet. It's expertly blended and the sweet kind of coffee taste forms the first part of the flavour profile. It's followed by a beautiful orange flavour, although not too overpowering. And finally, you get to sort of the juniper at the end. I could quite easily have this neat on the rocks. I chose to pair it with my usual Mediterranean tonic, which, I, you know, as you know by now, I always use for sort of testing purposes. And it really seemed to bring out kind of the orange flavour. I think it would happily sit with any sort of light standard or Mediterranean tonic. I personally don't think I'd put it with any other flavoured tonic. I have to say I am a tad disappointed with myself because Laura did say try it with ginger ale or ginger beer. I didn't, but I do think that would be a fantastic service. I can't decide whether or not I'd have it as a dry martini. It certainly has the smoothness that I look for, but I just can't decide whether or not I'd do that. I think, you know, for, for me... Kind of oddly, really, I'm not normally a, a sipping gin kind of person, but I think I, that's how I would definitely have it, it, which is kind of my personal preference. Although I think it really would come into its own with the plethora of sort of cocktails that you could add it into or adding it over ice cream or desserts. Mm, that sounds really nice. So congratulations, Laura, on producing something totally, totally different, which is blended to absolute perfection. And I'm so glad that you are my weekly recommendation. So where do you go to find out more about distilleries? So obviously the first place is Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. You know, following people on your chosen sort of social media platform. For example, I follow Vanessa, as I've talked about in a lot of, lot of times at NACJ91, because I really enjoy all her posts about mixology. I really respect her opinion on mixology. But she also follows me and quite often listens to some of the brands that I talk about. And she's actually bought from Pitwheel Distillery and The Edge Gin and usually complained to me that unfortunately, you know, her poor old debit card has got hammered again and it was my fault. And I totally get that. But, you know, she's listened to me and sort of heard what I've had to say and, you know, been pretty pleased. And, and I know she's been pretty pleased because she's posted a cocktail with those particular items in. And I really like that because that's how I want to support distilleries. You know, not only do I buy, obviously, gin, but as I said last week, one of the things you can really do is to support gin is talk about the gin that you really, really like. And once you find somebody and if Vanessa recommended something to me, I would definitely take it. And quite a few people have recommended things on the podcast and I've kind of gone, oh, OK, and and I've tried them. And, you know, Brockman's is a, a prime example that was recommended twice on the podcast. I tried it and I absolutely love it. So once you find kind of an inspiration in that way and you have to kind of, as they always say, kind of know the person, like the person, and then you kind of got to trust them and you kind of got to make that sort of leap of faith. And once you find that, I think it can really, really pay big dividends. And then the next time they recommend something, you go, oh, OK, well, I'll, I'll now try that. The next thing that you can look for to find that next gin purchase is online events. 
And events like Small Gin September are really good because you can kind of get behind the scenes. You can get to know the people who run or work the distilleries. Also, the challenges are great as well. You don't just have to kind of put, you know, your friends down in the comments. You kind of actually have to do something for the comments in order to to get something. You know, I particularly like the challenges where you had to DM the answers because, you know, whilst, you know, I don't object to, you know, competitions where you put somebody's name in and you tag somebody in. I do think it's nice if you, you know, there's a bit of a challenge to it. For for me personally, I, I, I much prefer that. And I really think that some of the challenges were really, really good. I, you know, I have to p- pick out kind of lava spirits and viper gin because I produced a cocktail. And obviously, that took a bit of time and that kind of thing. But I got a runner up prize of a five centiliter or two five centiliter bottles of gin. And that's really nice. And what am I going to do with both of those? I'm obviously going to go and do a review. So from their point of view, actually, it kind of makes a lot of sense doing that. And that's partly why Lava Spirits is this week's recommendation, because I'd forgotten how lovely it really is. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to shout about it this week because I really do think it's a a lovely, lovely drink. And, you know, Viper Spirits will obviously get a review from, from me. And if I really like it, then that will go on kind of my weekly recommendation list that I have for a future weekly recommendation because giving away kind of miniatures does give consumers a chance to taste exactly the way they would if they were in events or markets now don't get me wrong i'm not advocating distilleries in any way just to give things away if there's some kind of sort of challenge involved yet by all means kind of give things away but i certainly don't think you should just give things away willy-nilly i definitely think you know as i have done you know let's pick out pit wheel distillery and let's pick out Uh, the edge gin i have bought four bottles but before i did that i very sensibly went on their website and bought miniatures you know i've talked about this before i think it's imperative for any brand to have miniatures because i do think if you sample before you buy as you would do if you went to go and meet that that distillery but obviously things are a bit difficult in that area at the moment so you know i think i think that is really really good and i think it gives the chance for people like you out there uh, who want to try gin a chance to to try it and then go oh this is really nice but it's much better that you actually physically taste it yourself and the other thing that i'd like to particularly pick out is the gower gin company because they have got a fantastic offer and i've mentioned this before but i'm going to mention it again because i'm so impressed with the offer essentially you can get pretty much all of their range of gin for £14.95 and yes I did say £14.95 and that includes post and packaging and I think the reason they've done that is because basically they flat pack their gins so I'm guessing it must be much cheaper to do it that way. I also like the fact that it's environmental because you can send all the packets back and they will recycle them for you. There are also a lot of other places and stuff that I've sort of discovered fairly recently by speaking to distillers directly and you know I would advocate and encourage that as much as you can to speak to distillers directly you know if if you so desire they don't bite uh, i have had a lot of fantastic conversations with distillers and they're really interested and they're pleased that you're interested in their brand so I, w- I would actively encourage that 
But also a lot of them have mentioned to me the gin guide. And I've got to be honest, I've been to the gin guide for inspirations and I've actually looked at distilleries I know and looked at kind of the reviews. And I think their reviews are very, very fair and give you a really good indication as to what you might get. They also have some great lives as well sort of showcasing sort of distilleries. Sometimes they're doing cocktails. Sometimes they're doing actually sort of distillery tours. They have a gin of the week. And at the moment, it is in fact the Gower Gin Dragon Strength, which is the one gin, unfortunately, you don't get in the flat pack. But I will be trying to obtain that separately at some point because I've heard very, very good things. But that is the gin of the week of the gin guide at the moment. And I think that is an amazing thing as well because you know the gin guide is really respected so if you are a gin of the week you it's a real honor then there's the gin to my tonic and they essentially offer a series of events and festivals throughout the year and part of those events are the meet the maker events which is basically your your chance to meet the maker of your favorite drink favorite drink favorite gin god that was a bit of a freudian slip there, there is no other drink is there just just gin they they also do tasting so you get a chance to sort of see what a particular distiller offers and i think again that's a really good thing to do uh, think obviously they've been slightly reduced as to what they're able to do currently because of the the current situation and also you have the gin foundry which is another place to have a look they have a great distillery map on there they also do reviews on there and they have tastings and they have interviews on there as well round of gin is a, is a, is another good one they allow you to sort of search for particular distilleries and events kind of and they sort of cover sort of all over the world as do, I believe, Gin Foundry and, and certainly um, the Gin Guide as well. And they give you a chance to review, see reviews of distilleries that you like and, and obviously some of the gins that they produce. Also, there's Sip and Share. They, they're like a membership-based site where you initially pay a pound and then sort of $2.99 a month. And effectively, that gives you discounts on gin and exclusive access to membership-only content to the UK best distillers and independent retailers. They also have a great spirits map which showcases where distillers are located in the country. And I used that very recently and I hadn't realised how many distilleries are so close to me. The other thing you can look at is podcasts. The Scottish Alchemist podcast, they do a review of gins and gin tastings. They do it sort of a little bit different to me. So I tend to sort of do more interview based. They tend to do more kind of talking about, you know, sort of what's going on. And it's quite a fun podcast, I have to be honest. There's obviously this podcast. Obviously, we have a weekly review and we tend to talk with distilleries and talk to other people in the gin industry. And then you've got Thirst of All, where the gin lord, Rory Fires, talks to various people in the industry about their first, last and never drinks, which is quite interesting. And, you know, they again raise quite a lot about the sort of gin industry. If you can't really decide, but you do decide that you want a gin each month, then there are quite a few places. I'm going to mention two of them that you have the Craft Gin Club, which which I belong to, which essentially means you get a bottle of gin and a whole load of goodies with that that gin so it might be sort of chocolate or crisps or, or those kind of things and then you get additional items so you can make up cocktails with that gin of the month and you're also able to buy gin on their site as well and there's a, a little bit of a discount and then you have also the botanical trading company and they do a monthly gin each month or you can pay a little bit more and then just get sort of one gin in, in a particular month that you, you choose. Now, obviously, there are some third party kind of websites 
I would always, always, always encourage you to go direct to the distillers. However, some distillers don't actually have the ability to sell to you directly. So those are Master of Malt, the Spirits Kiosk, which I know is, is kind of a particular recommendation. I would quite often, as in speaking to a few people before doing this podcast, they say they quite often have a look on there to see what the new gins are, and then they might try and approach that uh, distillery direct. So, you know, that that's another way to do it. And I'm going to mention one now, but please don't, don't lynch me for this because uh, please listen to my complete sentence because I'm going to mention the A word. I'm going to mention Amazon. Amazon is a good place to look for gins. You can also browse gin by the awards that they've won in a particular country. And it's quite good to sort of look at for, for international gins that you may not be able to get elsewhere. Obviously, I would say I'm only looking on there. I'm not actually buying on there. If you, you know, if you want to buy, as I said, in all instances you possibly can, please go directly to the distiller. And also there's another site, I Love Gin. I don't know too much about it, but it was mentioned to me and it does look quite interesting. So that's another one to get some ideas and, and maybe maybe buy from. The other thing is to search on social media. If you browse the hashtag small craft gin or small batch gin, then have a look and see what, what comes up with, with that. And obviously when they're open artisan markets, local festivals. My Instagram shout out this week is at gin underscore obsessed underscore Haley. I'd like to thank you very much for your support. I really love your amazingly colourful and often floral posts. Apart from your last two ones, they were really spooky. And I think they were obviously related to this month's craft gin club, uh, Whitby Gin that we, we got, the Demeter edition, all to do with Count Dracula, which is why the Demeter is the, the boat that he came across in, allegedly. I really like your recent post on at Manhattan underscore cocktails, their winter backer gin. I kind of know that through Vanessa at Nessie J91 because I know she did some, some work with them. I thought it was really informative and very colourful and I really must try a French 75. So you've really stimulated me to have a look at that. You also make me laugh uh, with your ever so slightly rhino obsession. It seems to run through your posts. Now, I have to be honest, I have a bit of an obsession too. It's not rhinos, it's actually drafts. But I love the post with the rhino gin. I thought that was amazing. So um, I really that really sort of tickled me. And I have, you know, if you look through my feed, there are a few with uh, certainly a few giraffe legs and that kind of thing. I liked your Negroni posts. And I have to say, I struggle with all things decoration as well, especially with not with necessarily peel as such, because I think you can kind of make that kind of work. But some of the intricate designs you see, you know, whether it's sort of cut out almost like in a sort of fish shape with sort of like um, bits sort of holes cut out and it just looks amazing. I just can't really do that i loved your flat lay as well of september's craft gin club gin strangers and sons i also loved your review of massingbird monday's mary jeanne gin and the photo i thought it was really nice with the kind of flower there and that kind of thing keep doing what you're doing and look out for my stories showcasing some of your posts this week I would love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, you can do so at Gin Ignite on Instagram or Twitter. Or if you want to get in touch with me via email, you're more than welcome to do so. 
gin.gossip at ginignite.com. And if you've got any ideas for the podcast, obviously you can DM me or podcast.ideas at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everybody took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to party or stay in, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers.